Cardboard Nation. Welcome back. <laughs> You're watching another episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies Web Show. I'm your host, Rob Bertrand. Joining me as always, Ivron PCs, <laughs> Mr. Bryant.com. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that one was tough to doing? get out. What, what happened there, Rob? <laughs> I got a little verklempt. I had taken a sip, didn't quite go down the way I was hoping to before we started the show cool. and I started talking. Strong um, likelihood that happens to me today, too, because I've got my bubbly probiotic drink. So, but that just means that we're being healthy here today. Yeah, so. absolutely. So, no, how are things going, dude? Hey, they're going great with me, but I see you've got your top shirt on. How are things going with you, Rob? Uh, doing well. Uh, I've got a lot of stuff to talk about and hobby happenings that brought back from the Tops Conference. So we'll dive into that. Um, I know that you saw my tweet um, after our... We went axe throwing. I didn't even know this was a thing. And I've been told from several people it's like... It's everywhere, apparently. But the special guest of honor was uh, Chris Bryant. And uh, knowing how much uh, you love Chris Bryant, and it just happened to coincide sort of with your birthday, I popped that in a bubble mailer today and uh, sent it to you. Oh, man, I cannot wait because it's an absolutely beautiful card as well. It's not like it's a, a garbage card. It's a beautiful, what is that, the 1985 Tops? design Tops right design yeah on card back, autograph the back goes into detail how the card was specially created for the 2020 tops industry conference so yeah it's it's definitely an sp of sps so well thank you that's super exciting i cannot wait and also thank you to all of you for having a little bit of grace and freedom and letting me add that to my pc because you know we give away so much stuff on the show rob do we have anything special from tops to give away also Oh, we do. We have um, a couple things. Uh, we have a swag bag. Oh, always love uh, the swag bag. Got some Tops branded earbuds in here, a Bowman hat, uh, a Tops winter beanie hat, water bottle, some other stuff. And one of the other guests of honor on the opening night reception was, uh, you might have heard of this guy, uh, Mr. Joe Adele top prospect in the angels organization in fact one of the top prospects in all of baseball everybody who wow. makes his rookie debut this year right wow. uh, so we'll be giving this away tonight in addition to that however we still have two unclaimed prizes uh one is a carryover still from of all things uh national hockey card day i still have the tops nhl sticker box and albums to give away and wow somebody's really gonna kick themselves later the xrc from select football xrc so, rb4 if i recall that correctly cor right correct so we're five minutes into the show and there's already four wicked prizes how about that that's awesome well hey if you if this is your first five minutes ever watching us or if you need a reminder the way you enter to win the prizes is by following our Twitter page, twitter.com slash live, and retweet the pinned Periscope tweet. You also have to be following us, but you have to retweet the pinned Periscope tweet to be entered to win the bonus prizes. Give us some hearts. I'm actually watching on Periscope as well. I see those hearts rolling in from people. Um, but yeah, so if you want any of those four bonus prizes, including the Joe Adele rookie card, uh, or not rookie card necessarily, I don't know, who knows, you might get called up this year, but the Joe Adele's Tops Industry Summit, uh, or did, did they call it something different this year, Rob? Industry, it's called Industry Conference. Industry Conference. It's always been called that, yeah. yeah. And then also make sure that you go over there on Twitter, um, because we have a, uh, poll that's live right now, our poll of the week. So retweet the Periscope tweet and vote in our poll real quick. Um, we have 100 votes, one hour left. But, Rob, you want to tell them about this poll, where it came from, and uh, Absolutely. what you learned? So here's a uh, – we tied this week's poll into a little bit of a hobby lesson. Um, and honestly, the lesson that I learned, I'm smarter than this, and it was just a stupid error on my part. So uh, a couple years ago at the National, um, 
I was looking to purchase a Steve Carlton signed baseball, and I Who? did. Because um, I collect single signed baseballs from the 300 game winners. So, unfortunately, I took a look at it the other day, and the signature is pretty much gone. And what I realized... Well, how does, that, how does well, that happen? Well, <laughs> the, the guy, for whatever reason, had it in the, you know, the ball box, but it was also wrapped in saran wrap. And apparently, I never bothered to take the ball out of the saran wrap. And because that material is laden with PVCs and other non... Uh, acid-free <laughs> chemicals like your uh, unlike your ultra pro products um it just sucked the ink right off of the ball essentially i was gonna say and, isn't it also just the stickiness of it like you could just see that that would yeah i mean happen. And, and just take a try to get a even better look at this take a little bit of the glare off there yeah you can see that that is just it's gone so i was in the market for replacing this ball and if you don't collect signed baseballs or haven't or you know i wanted to get people thinking of what are some of the characteristics that are important to you and the one that i left off because it seemed obvious to me for chris webb Kristen burnett uh burnett and the thank you granderson drunken leader knower um, obviously, obviously authenticity, but yes. Okay, so got a few replies for authenticity. My bad for not including that in the uh, next to best signature quality. So the poll is, when looking to purchase an autographed baseball, what characteristic besides signature quality and authenticity is most important to you? Is it being signed on a player, player era baseball? Is it the ball's whiteness is it inscriptions or is it something else and interestingly enough two people uh voted for game use they like their autographs on game use baseballs that's pretty cool so ultimately i found um a very good price on a jsa uh authenticated ball that had a bold signature no inscriptions no yellowing, but check this out. It had, it was a ball from the peak of his career when both the National League and American League still had presidents. So I purchased a player era ball. And in this particular case, uh, that's what I voted for. However, Right, right there, had I not been looking to replace this ball, ball whiteness, because something can have a killer signature, inscriptions galore, and if there's yellow spots on the ball, I absolutely hate it. Absolutely uh, hate it. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because of a personal connection, but my absolute favorite baseball in my collection is this extremely yellow, extremely dirty ball that was actually from the grounds crew at Wrigley Field. Not the greatest signature on earth, but... Yeah, sentimental I mean, value, and, and and there's no there's no monetary value to place on sentimental value, but there's certainly monetary. Value oh, I'll sell it to anybody for a hundred bucks. <laughs> but uh, I was only yeah, five. So Come on. <laughs> it's it's voting is very close right now, and just with a slight lead, thirty point five inscriptions versus twenty nine point seven ball whiteness and twenty eight point nine player era ball and that polls already jumped up to 128 people have voted so if you haven't vote even if you don't collect autograph baseballs say you did say someone handed you three balls autographed by your favorite player and each one was defined by one of these different characteristics which one would you take hmm. all right i do th i do like inscriptions that yeah, that was one of the things I gave up because this one, this had Steve Carlton. It said uh, Cy 73, 77, 80, 82. So nice. 
Well, very cool. Um, it got me thinking about some of the baseball products that we've seen come through over the years. Lots of great stuff, though. I don't think there's any in the pipeline anytime soon, is there, Rob? Usually come out around a little bit later in the season when the season's in full swing. Uh, actually, there's one coming out next week. Oh, cool. Yeah, well, we'll talk about it in uh, Hot in the Shop. A little surprise there. I like that. I like that. So Glad you took the time to read the show notes. Thanks, Ivan. <laughs> Um, okay, so lots going on this week. So why don't we just get right to it in this week's hobby happenings? All right, so as many of you know, uh, this week Tops did hold their annual distributor meeting and industry conference. I had the privilege of attending along with literally hundreds of shop owners, case breakers, and other TOPS partners. And some significant announcements were made regarding new product releases, but perhaps none more significant or noteworthy than multiple popular brands will be getting the chrome treatment, mm -hmm. including, of all things, collector favorite, drumroll please, Allen and Ginter Chrome coming in 2020. Other new product releases for 2020 that will leverage Topps Chrome technology uh, as standalone brands are Stadium Club Updates, hmm. WWE, and Garbage Pail Kids. Wow. In addition, the Transcendent brand will continue to grow. Uh, in addition to the already previously solicited Baseball Hall of Fame and Tennis Editions, Tops will begin releasing the uh, will again be releasing the MLB and WWE editions. However, the biggest news as it relates to Transcendent this year was the announcement of a special Bowman release, Ooh. which will feature a VIP event with multiple top MLB prospects at this year's Arizona Fall League. Other new releases this year will include the return of Topps Sterling, whose last release was in 2010, a traditional trading card release for the much-adored The Mandalorian. Oh, that deserves its own story. That's so great. And a jumbo configuration for Topps Pro Debut. Yeah, but can we go back and talk about The Mandalorian? <laughs> These new products, along with the previously solicited edition of a big league collector's box, which will come with an exclusive figure, as well as a small increase in production of Topps Update, which might also include a potential new vending box configuration, are expected to contribute to a projected year-over-year -year revenue increase for the company of 15%. Some new products that will be replacing others throughout the Topps portfolio include MLS Back of the Net, Finest WWE, Star Wars Holocron Chronicles, and WWE Fully Loaded, which will include Vince McMahon autographs, an encased wow. auto or auto relic card in every $40 pack, plus new relics that include tables, ladders, chairs, and turnbuckles, all being a primary focus. Nice to be getting away from shirts and mats. Also interesting to note is that David Liner, the global general manager of sports and entertainment for Tops, wanted to address what he described as the Twitter outcry in the last few months of an impending junk wax era 2.0. It's 1988 all over again. Liner set out a curiosity that he went back through the company's production numbers from the original junk wax era and simply said, I can tell you in all honesty, we aren't anywhere close to producing the amount of cards we did back then. Not even close. In separate news this week, there were several notes related to Kobe Bryant. 
starting off with attendees at Monday's Celebration of Life for Kobe and Gianna Bryant received memorabilia that included a t-shirt, keepsake ticket, pen, and a program featuring images from throughout their lives. Those items have become a hot commodity on eBay with several listings seeing bids well into the hundreds of dollars. However, Sports Collectors Daily is reporting that starting yesterday, eBay began removing items associated associated with the Bryant Memorial because they violate the company's policy of not allowing items that attempt to profit from human tragedy or suffering. SCP Auctions President David Kohler owns the world's largest collection of Los Angeles Lakers memorabilia, including hundreds of Kobe Bryant items. Sports anchor Jim Hill of KCBS in Los Angeles stopped by to get a tour for a segment that aired on a recent newscast. Check it out. Well, David, this is, this is absolutely incredible. It's the biggest collection of Laker memorabilia in the world, and I've collected it for the last uh, 35 years. There's actually over 2,000 pieces, uh, which is pretty crazy. I have many, many um, Kobe Bryant game-worn jerseys. You know, we hope someday this will be in a more public venue for everyone to see, all Laker fans, actually all basketball fans. We moved a lot of them over there after this happened, so, um, yeah, it brings a lot of emotions, and, uh, you know, a lot of these I got, you know, Kobe signed for us, and just, you know, a lot of the things I have from him, you know, like his 81-point ticket I had that he signed. This was actually Kobe's, signed by the whole team. It was a box of cigars from his last year that uh, Kobe had, and this was actually a note that was left there that that um, Adam Silver had written to Kobe about thanking him for the interview today, and I look forward to discussing future prospects together. Ooh. So somewhere along the line, Kobe Bryant was going to be thinking about being an owner. Possibly. This is um, Kobe's cast from his rookie year when he broke his wrist at uh, Venice Beach. And uh, this is, you know, I believe you. I be but there's going to be some people out there that are going to say, no, that's not true. Well, it's right there. You can look at the photos. This is Kobe, Kobe's lantern. Um, uh, pass for the Olympics sign when they were in uh, uh, was it Beijing? Here's his shoes from the finals right here. I'm wearing them right here. Now you see. Now this is where a lot of people would say no. Of course. Yeah. All right. We <laughs> said so that's okay. It's okay. <laughs> These are his shoes from the finals. Yes, signed. And signed. Standing close to where we are right now in the room, Magic said to me, he goes, you know, Kobe's the greatest Laker of all time. And I'm like, wow, that's saying something coming from Magic Johnson. We lost uh, a special person, that's for sure. One unfortunate consequence of the tragic and untimely passing of Kobe Bryant is that the secondary market has been inevitably flooded with forged memorabilia items of the Lakers superstar. Investigative reporter David Goldstein of KCBS Los Angeles visited with officials at PSA headquarters to discuss the pitfalls of the current market. Watch this and learn more. Yeah, it's not Kobe Bryant's signature. Ever since Kobe Bryant's death, the demand for signed Kobe merchandise has been off the charts. But buyers beware. Autograph authenticators, authenticators say that 90% of the Kobe merchandise they're seeing right now is fake. Tonight, CBS2 investigative reporter David Goldstein goes in search of some of those fakes. The overwhelming majority of them are bad. We're fake. We're fake. Yeah. Since Kobe Bryant's death, autograph authenticators like Tom Poon here at PSA in Santa Ana, a company that's in the business of authenticating autographs, have seen a surge in Kobe signatures for sale, with more than 90% fake. It's sad. You have people coming out of the woodwork. To them, it's almost like robbing a easier than robbing a bank. So we went on eBay and found dozens of ads for merchandise allegedly signed by Kobe. Armando. Hi. With hidden cameras, our undercover producer met with Armando and Downey. He was selling this OC Weekly magazine with what he says is Kobe's signature. That's cool. That's his signature. 
That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. We ended up buying it for $398. 20, 40, 60, 80. This is 400. The person who we purchased it from said that this is Kobe Bryant's signature. Okay. Yeah, it's not Kobe Bryant's signature. It's not. The formation of the K uh, does not look right. The transition from the O to the B to the E, the baseline is wrong. It does not match the exemplars we have. It's, in my opinion, forgery attempting to uh, copy Kobe's traits. That's a real Kobe signature. Armando claims it is real, even though we had several experts say it's not. How do you explain that two experts well, say that's well, not well, Kobe's signature? An expert, that's an opinion, sir. That's an opinion of the person. You can have an opinion, I can have an opinion, she can have a, he can have an opinion. This is your opinion, but your opinion is based on years of study, years of studying Kobe's signature. When PSA and other companies authenticate autographs, you get a letter like this with an expert's opinion. That's an opinion. If you know about that, that's an opinion. And not someone <laughs> who could be selling a fake. David Goldstein, CBS 2 News. And finally in Kobe news, Sports Collectors Daily also reports that Hendrick Motorsports is changing the paint scheme of its number 24 car for this weekend's NASCAR race to Lakers purple and gold in honor of Kobe Bryant. Talk about transcending sport. Some die-cast cars have also been created and will be sold with proceeds to benefit a charity close to the late superstar's heart. Collectible die-cast replicas of the car are available for pre-order at www.lionelracing.com. In honor of all the victims, proceeds from the cars and a donation from race sponsor Exalta will benefit After School All-Stars, a nonprofit organization where Bryant served as a national ambassador. That's cool. Well, also happening this week, uh, TriStar announced that they have signed newly named Hall of Famer Larry Walker to an exclusive autograph deal deal. Demand should be pretty big as Walker will be uh, the first Rockies player to be inducted into Cooperstown when that takes place later this summer. Walker's first private signing with TriStar will take place sometime in April and pre-orders for mail-in items starts next Tuesday, March 3rd at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time at TriStarProductions.com. Slots are limited, so get on that. Don't wait till the 4th. Also, a couple years ago, we told you about a Colorado-area museum that was the temporary home of the expansive Marshall Fogel baseball collection. Well, now Sports Collectors Daily reports that there's a new baseball exhibit in town, and it's definitely worth checking out at the History Colorado Center in Denver. Here's a quick tease. Before Jackie Robinson broke Major League Baseball's color barrier, crowds in Denver were watching some legendary black birds on the diamond. Satchel Paige, Josh Gibson came here for the Denver Post Tournament, which started in 1934. Our Byron Reed looks back. This man is Fleet Walker. In 1884, he was on the Toledo Blue Stockings. The history of integration in baseball may be a surprise to some. Denver, believe it or not, was uh, really the first place in the country where people could see high-level professional baseball played uh, on an integrated field. A uh, headline from the Denver Post. Jason Hansen is the chief creative officer at History Colorado where they're celebrating the 100th anniversary of Negro League Baseball. It also has a surprising Denver connection, and so we really wanted to make sure that we noted it here at the museum. Hansen says in the 1920s and 30s, it was hard for people out west to see high-quality baseball. The major leagues came as far west as St. Louis. Uh, the Negro Leagues came as far west as Kansas City. Until a tournament was started to bring baseball talent to Colorado. They called it the Little World Series of the West. And was one of the earliest places where integrated games took place. In 1934, the, the Denver Post sports editor, a guy named Poss Parsons, um, he knew the competition could be even better. And the way to do that was to invite uh, Negro League teams to play in it. The tournament attracted all-star Negro League players like Satchel Paige and Josh Gibson to play in front of sports writers from all across the country. The guys who were watching this tournament in Denver were saying these guys can play with the best of them. And eventually, Branch Rickey, the general manager of the Dodgers, signs Jackie Robinson 
and it sparks um, this golden era of baseball. Willie Mays, Ernie Banks, Hank Aaron. These are all guys who started their career in the Negro Leagues. I don't think very many people know about Denver's role in, in this story. And the exhibit shows their contributions to America's favorite pastime. This was the place where it was okay to, to come and start playing integrated baseball, and that really helped uh, push the movement forward in a really significant way. For next. You know, this is history that absolutely should not be forgotten. I'm Byron Reed. Charlie Sheen, a Times Square sports bar, Honus Wagner, and a presidential pardon. No, these aren't elements of some weird joke. They're part of this, uh, an article published online by Sports Illustrated this week. Uh, detailing an in-depth article that will uh, be published in the March printed issue about one of the most bizarre heists in hobby history. Watch this. It's mid-90s in Manhattan, basically pre-internet. If someone has the idea, why don't we capitalize on sports and have this monstrous sports bar in the middle of Times Square. A young Tiger Woods, Andre Agassi, Joe Montana, Ken Griffey, Wayne Gretzky, and it's called the All-Star Capital. It was the mid-90s, we have to be careful with this phrase, but this was a sports bar on steroids. You had memorabilia on all the walls, and you had stadium noise, and there was a mock Goodyear blimp that would rotate around. It basically was your typical sports bar, sort of bicycle pump to Times Square Court. Charlie Sheen is also a huge baseball card collector, and he basically loads out his baseball card collection to All-Star Cafe, which included the crown jewel of every baseball card collection, a Honus Wagner rookie. And it's just sitting there in a case. So Benny Ramos is, is a nice young kid. He's going to school in New Jersey. His uncle is part of the kitchen staff, and his uncle is one of the people that says, hey, wait a second, there's a really valuable card that's sitting there in this Charlie Sheen collection right there in that case, let's take it. Benjamin Ramos pled guilty for conspiracy to transport and sell the most valuable baseball card in history. This was not a sophisticated heist. Ocean's Eleven was coming out right around then. This was not uh, the Times Square version of Ocean's Eleven. Benny Ramos had gone on, lived his life, and lived an upstanding life. 20 years later, it was still sort of pounding him. And applied for a presidential pardon and was very surprised when he got it. The president granted 78 pardons. The White House says this is about giving a second chance. All-Star Cafe in this baseball card heist is one of these strange chapters in, uh, in the sports history. Benny Ramos got a pardon for President Obama and now Benny Ramos' record is clear and he can go please. So it seems like when we have stories about an LCS, it's either a sad one about a break-in or a really exciting one about a discovery. Well, thankfully for Mark and Donna Rubin, the longtime owners of American Legends, a hobby shop in Scarsdale, New York, while they've been fortunate enough to uncover some great finds over the decades, their latest score might be one of the all-time best finds. They've uncovered a 1971 Topps football cello box. And in speaking with Sports Collectors Daily, American Legend says that they bought the box from a non-collector who had it on a shelf in his warehouse. Isn't that what we all dream about with those old junk <laughs> wax boxes that we have? Both the display box and the packs inside appear virtually pristine with only a few scuff marks on the top of the outer box. Even better, on the top of the packs are cards of Hall of Famers Johnny Unitas, Dick Butkus, Larry Zonka, Fran Tarkenton, Willie Lanier, and Buck Buchanan. How crazy is that? Well, Rich Miller at SCD noted that a single graded 1971 football cello pack sold on eBay last year for $1,333, and others have sold for over $1,800. Because the market for vintage unopened material continues to be red hot, Rubin says he's planning to hang on to the box at least for the foreseeable future. Make him an offer he can't refuse. Do They're it. Good, good people. <laughs> um, and finally, a quick update to a story we shared with you a couple of weeks ago. 
and also uh, last bit of Kobe news for the week. The official score sheet from Kobe Bryant's 81-point performance sold at Golden Auctions for a remarkable $19,680. And that's a look at this week's Hobby Happenings. Do you know American Legends several years ago uh, went by a different name? It was called, uh, let me get this right, One If By Cards, Two If By Comics. And I thought that was clever, although it, I think it would much better suited had it been located in the Boston area as comparison to Scarsdale, New York, but still kind of clever. And they're very cool. good people, so... Was it? Where was? Where did Paul Revere, Revere ride from and to? It was in Massachusetts. Lexington, de- Massachusetts. Yeah, it definitely wasn't in New York. <laughs> all right, let's dive right into... Well, hey, it's all America. <laughs> um, American legends, am I right? Well, yeah, yeah. So I, I should ask you before we Ooh, dive Rip into... Van Sports Cards. Before we dive into box breaks, was Wait, there you anything just... you want to unpack? Yes, I want to unpack Rip Van Sports Cards. Wouldn't like that be a great in... name for like an upstate New York hobby shop? As like in... Rip Van Winkle? Yeah, that's good. I like Rip it. Rip Van Sports Cards? <laughs> All right. Comment, comment with your best uh, regional sports card name puns for hobby shops. Um, I do want to just reiterate something because I think it's so funny that it even came up and that literally Twitter was cited in it. The Topps production numbers. Oh. <laughs> the funniest part of that is I constantly hear people say, yeah, but there's so many more products now. But remember, Topps, if he's saying that he looked at their product numbers, multiply that by at least three for Donruss and Fleer or four for Upper Deck, depending on the year. Right. And, you know, it'll it, it's... Nobody wants to overproduce product that isn't going to sell. No. And in fact, the it's a very fine line as a manufacturer. And particularly if you're publicly traded um, as tops is as a subsidiary or whatever, if you will, of Tornate um, Holdings, I think is the name of the company. Uh, You you're in business to make money. Mm-hmm. You're in business to grow. Forecasts are expected and demanded. And so how do you do that? Well, it obviously can't be all online, you know, although that certainly helps. It can't be just leave the presses running on all night. Uh, so they have to find ways to incorporate products that they can justify doing in quantities that won't greatly upset, you know, the balance of power, if you will. And so um, I was a little bit surprised at the number of new products that they're introducing. But if you look over the last 10 years, you know, there hasn't been a whole lot. So I think some I, I I'm very curious myself to see what Allen and Ginter Chrome will be like. And I know that there's a lot of people out there saying Chrome is great, but you don't need to do it for everything. And saying that you're going to do it for three brands this year, I know seems a, like a lot to some people. Um, GPK had been done in a Chrome version before uh, they wanted to try it again. Um, Allen and Ginter, brand new. Stadium Club Chrome as an update series. So that there's going to be some different elements we haven't seen in that. And that's not replacing Stadium Club. It's going to be an update product. But that update product will be Chrome. So, um, yeah, it was just very interesting to kind of get a peek behind the curtain and what their thought process is and and how that all works. Ooh, Shane Coppin in the Twitter or the Twitch chat with an interesting comment. Will the coronavirus cancel the Olympics this year? I don't necessarily know the answer to that, but I've seen some discussion of it. And what impact would that have? Because I imagine Tops has, in the past, they've done Olympic sets, right? Was there any talk about Olympic sets at the summit? Um, It appears that there would be an Olympic set uh, if the Olympics are canceled. 
what that would mean, I don't know. And it wasn't asked. Apparently nobody cared. <laughs> Santa Claus got more love than the Olympics at the Tops Industry Conference. Yeah. Um, anything else? Um, no, I mean, that was the that was the big point for me that I just sort of enjoyed because I have seen a lot of that. And for me, I, I even tweeted yesterday, I had a box of cards in my closet that had 1989 Donruss pack, 1989 score pack, you know, one of those things. And I'm like, it's easier for me to find cards from 35 years ago than it is to find basketball cards right now. <laughs> so right. don't... Uh, I'm not saying that they're not printing more. And Lil Quack 1976, where can you view production numbers? We all want to know. No one does. That isn't public. Yeah, but they do. There are some people that have done some math to sort of gauge an opinion. And it's, it's interesting, but it's definitely nowhere near what we saw back then still. Yeah, not even close. So, special off the post for you, uh, San Jose Sharks star defenseman Brent Burns was blocking shots and taking them as well, but to no avail. They lost to the red-hot Philadelphia Flyers 4-2 this past uh, Tuesday, and Burns doesn't like to lose. And he took this one pretty hard. He spoke with Russ Cohen after the game. Check this out. The right things when you can. And, um, yeah. Have you had a message to the young guys that are all getting a lot of minutes here and getting a chance? No. I mean, these guys have all they get to this place for, for a reason. Um, you know, I think you just try to do the right things at the rink and um, have them see that. Um, you know, if they have questions or something, you can you can help. But um, I think you just try to try to show them, you know, the, the work that that we we were shown when we were younger. And, um, yeah, you just yeah. I think you try to, try to stay positive. And, uh, just do good things at this. Uh, at this time of the year, obviously, it's uh, you're playing some good teams, and it's uh, stuff. Thanks, Russ Cohen. Yeah, it's been a tough year for the San Jose Sharks, worse than the Blackhawks, if you can believe that. All right, um, well. Let's uh, update the Twitter poll real quick. When looking to purchase an autographed baseball, what characteristics besides signature quality and authenticity are most important to you? We've had a mix-up. We've had a shake-up. It's still very close. But 31% now saying player-era ball over 29.3% ball whiteness over 28.2 inscriptions. So let's take a uh, dive into uh, what's going to be hot in the shop next week to look at new product releases. Kicking things off, another kind of encased football product from Panini. In fact, it is called Encased. And 2019 Panini Encased NFL Football Cards delivers two autographs, including one graded card, two memorabilia cards plus one base or parallel card in every box <clears throat> absolutely loaded with the best rookies and legends the nfl has to offer look for century collection autographs this is an emerald version look at that john elway rookie endorsements also the emerald parallel version Jones rookie cap patch autographs Dwayne Haskins and there he is Kyler Murray rookie notable signature diamonds beautiful substantial rookie swatches that's the diamond version super prime Pro Bowl jumbo jerseys 
Russell Wilson with that jumbo. Other substantial swatches in the diamond. Look for Nike swooshes like this one of Philip Rivers. Encased has a 100-card base set. You're going to get one of those in a parallel in every box. Comes out next week. Go get some. I'm pretty excited, Rob, for this next product because it marks another addition to exciting spring training and pre-baseball baseball. It is Panini's Hallmark 2020 Donruss baseball cards. Now get this, each box is going to deliver three autographed or memorabilia cards, as well as seven parallels, four Independence Day parallels, five inserts, and a deep veteran base checklist with lots of new parallels and inserts. Over the years, this product has really become popular for a lot of uh, blending eclecticness while sticking within baseball. So some of the new uh, features this year include some premium materials from baseball's current, future, and uh, veteran stars, such as the Donruss Materials Gold Parallels. There's also going to be the highly sought-after whammy inserts falling one per case with that sort of popular blown-up caricature look to them. There's also going to be new emoji parallels in 2020. So remember, we had nicknames last year. Well, this year, they're doing emoji parallels where the background involves various emojis, whether it's the eyes, look at this, or the fire emoji. Um, Do the crappy now, players get the poop emoji? Um, I don't know. I'll tell you what. Would popular players even on the poop emoji be more popular? Would that be popular? I totally think so. Do all um, the Astros players have poop emoji parallels? Um, current Astros or 2017 Astros on whatever team they're on? <laughs> you know, I think we can all venture to, to guess that no card company is going to go there this year. Um, but that being said, uh, some other things, uh, classified signatures, gold, sky high signatures, classic autographs, checklist includes Aaron Judge, King Griffey Jr., Shoei Otani, and many more autographs. This product is hot in the shop this week. And next up, we head to the hardwood. We took a look last week at Panini Select NFL football cards. Next week, Select NBA, baby. Get ready to go more Zion, more Ja Morant hunting. All right, so every box is going to give you three autos or memorabilia cards, plus 12 prism cards, 10 base premier level cards, and two base courtside cards in every box. Select Basketball brings collectors some of the most unique prisms of the year, including tie-dyes, tricolor, and zebra. Brand new to select this year, look for Artistic Selections, a super short printed insert that features some of the best players to ever play the game. And of course, find top NBA rookies with auto memorabilia cards, including prime and super prime versions and a whole host of other phenomenal selections, including phenoms. Not only top rookies, but also sophomore players as well. They get the silver, gold, and black prism parallel treatment. In fact, there's so many prism parallels in Select, they needed an entire appendix in the sell sheet for it. And you can find that on gogts.net. This comes out next week. Well, hey, Rob, would you look at that? There's a baseball product coming out this week. Hey, how 20... about that? 2020 Onyx Preferred Players Collection Autographed Baseballs. If you don't know who Onyx is, they are a bit of a smaller manufacturer, but they are coming up. Uh, Lance, the owner of Onyx, has great relationships and has now secured many hot prospects before they were stars and now adding in stars on top of that. So any memorabilia product like this is only as good as its checklist. Uh, though Onyx does add the value of uh, tamper-proof holograms, security-sealed boxes, and 12 boxes per case. So this could actually be a good breaker baseball product. But again, what's the checklist? Well, 
You've got the 2019 Rookie of the Year winners, Jordan Alvarez and Pete Alonso. You've got 2020 Rookie of the Year candidates like the aforementioned Joe Adele, Luis Robert, Gavin Lux, top prospects Wander Franco, Julio Rodriguez, Marco Luciano. And hey, maybe you're not into prospecting. Well, guess what? You've got Mike Trout, Ronald Acuna, Cody Bellinger, Glaber Torres, and many, many more. So, of course, Onyx knows you got to see the checklist to know if you want in. Check out the entire checklist at GoGTS.net. There's I names love that I, they do that. I left off Vlad Guerrero. I left off Jose Abreu. I left off Kevin Maton, who a lot of people are still hopeful on. I left off Rafael Devers. We could go on and on and on. Um, but you see the whole checklist there so you know what you're getting in for if you go in for a box or a case of this product. Cheers, Onyx. No doubt. And last, but certainly not least, one of the first, I think it is the first, 2020 football product of the year, and it comes from Leaf in the form of Leaf Ultimate Draft Football Cards, which is going to deliver five autograph cards in every box. The set features the absolute strongest names eligible for the 2020 football draft with an emphasis on offensive skill position players, but also your top uh, defensive draft picks as well as uh, offensive and defensive linemen, but only your top tier guys. Uh, There's a wealth of uh, color in this. Look for autographed insert sets like Ultimate Stars and Ultimate Weapons when this product releases next week. And that's a look at what's going to be hot in the shop or hot at your breaker or hot with your favorite online retailer. Oakley Doakley. Um, interest, very interesting. It's very early in the uh, auction season, but Heritage has already wrapped up their Winter Platinum Night catalog auction which realized over 13.8 million dollars which includes close of auction sales as well and we put together a top 10 highlight list well actually 11 because uh the 10th spot there was a tie so while ivan pulls some winners for all these cards i've got in front of me uh check this out and we'll be right back There's some really wealthy Yankee collectors out there, isn't there? I mean, if you notice, I mean, five or six of the ten were, like, all the top five were Yankees. Unbelievable. Well, when you don't have to spend your money on World Series tickets for a number of years, you got to spend it on other stuff. Oh, that's good. Just saying. Very clever. Very clever. All right. Well, um, Ivan, was that long enough for you to get uh, your work done? Yep. We got oh, 12 winners picked. I got to count here. One, two. We got 12 winners picked, but we do want to find out where did that pull in because it was flipping and flopping back and forth, Rob. Well, there's still 50 minutes left, so you can vote, but it is still play era ball. 32% crept up a little bit there. Mm. And 28.7 ball whiteness, 282 inscriptions 
So thank you to all 181 of you who have voted so far. If you haven't, be sure to wave in. Thank you also for thinking of me with that Chris Bryant. That was super kind, and I'm so stoked. It'll be my first Chris Bryant autograph of 2020. Enjoy it. I I knew it would go to a good home. Um, I made Chris Bryant laugh. Um, He was a a super nice guy. Walked up to him and uh, made an eye rolling while I was reaching, shaking out, reaching my hand out. I kind of went, my wife loves you. And he cracked up. He kind of looked around. Is she here? And I was like, no, she's not here. His wife was there. She was lovely. Uh, Nice couple. So that was cool. All right. Um, Well, thank you again to Frank Whitaker at Ultra Pro for uh, the supplies that I put some of these big hits in. We'll send those out with the winners uh, of those patch hockey cards. The letter patch, the quad patch maybe a couple others also to chris carlin at upper deck tracy hackler at panini america and behind the scenes james gale ivan lovegren always on the money and most importantly you guys the viewers it's for you if you don't watch we're not doing it so thanks for joining us every thursday if you like the show tell a friend and uh yeah we'll be back with a brand new episode of go gts live the hobbies web show next week but in the meantime you know what to be doing have a great weekend and always be collecting good night everybody